0: Welcome to episode six of our physio exam podcast. In today's episode, we're so lucky to have one of our friends and fellow physiotherapy colleagues, Lester. Lester's gonna chat with us about his experience with the written component of the Canadian exam. So to start off, we might ask Lester, where did you study physiotherapy and what type of physio work were you doing prior?
1: Hi everyone, my name is Lester. I studied physiotherapy in Sydney, Australia um, and I completed my master's degree at the University of Sydney. Uh, prior to studying for the written exam um, I had worked in private practice as well as a casual in a private hospital setting so I kind of got a mix of um, both types of work uh, and I had stayed there for about a year prior to moving home to take the written exam
0: and when did you sit the written exam
1: Uh, I sat the written exam in May 2018
0: and with the written exam how long before did you start studying was it a few months or just a month before
1: um so I just remember coming home around February of 2018 and I got all my registration um, details figured out, and I started to study right away. So I, I'm pretty sure I spent about two months and a little bit just really preparing for the written exam.
0: Yeah, that's pretty similar to me. So it took me about eight to ten weeks to study for the written. Um, so I know in my personal experience, I found it really difficult getting started with my study. So how did you get started with studying for the written exam?
1: Um, well, I definitely had to ask around um, with any any resources that uh, any of my colleagues or friends had, um, so I do recall having to ask around to, to get some guidance as to what to focus on, just because I think as a international graduate, you uh, don't necessarily know what the expectations are for the exam, whether it be the written or the practical, and so Um, it definitely helped to get some guidance from friends and uh, peers
2: so I I did the same exam as Lester but I I didn't actually know he was writing the same one as me Um, so I actually don't know the answer to this question but Lester were you still working uh, while you were studying uh, for the theory exam
1: so I had studied probably for about one month and um, after that I had started to work part-time um, in April for a month leading up to the actual May written exam. And then I saw you at the exam
2: location. That's right. <laughs> uh, so what are your thoughts on working and studying for the written exam? I
1: think it's, I think it's okay. I mean, like, just coming from an Australian education myself, personally, I would say that there are quite a few similarities, um just with the Australian and Canadian systems. So I think the transition in that way is not too difficult. That being said, I think, um, I I, stu- I do still think that it's quite important to really try to study full-time um, because obviously if you obtain an interim registration prior to working, which is only possible in BC... Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't pass the exam, then you basically, um, you know, obtained your registration license for, for no reason at all. So I think it's important to actually focus primarily on studying. And if you can work a little bit prior to, and you feel like you're ready for the exam, then, then great.
0: And when you mentioned studying full time, how many hours a day were you studying coming up to the exam?
1: Oh, um, I felt like, I mean, there was a study guide that I had used. Um, I think it was made by someone uh, at UBC, so from some of the UBC students. And that was the guide that I primarily used to, um, yeah, just give me direction in terms of how long I wanted to study. So I spent probably the first month uh, at least, uh, I would say four or five hours every day or at least I would try to study on and off that much Um, just really just dedicated all my time and I would use that study guide to to be my base and foundation and then I would add on any um, additional notes or things from Sydney Uni that we had in lecture just to supplement some of those topics.
2: Um, So coming under that written exam for myself Like, I was still confused as to whether or not I passed or not. I wasn't 100%. I wasn't confident with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't know how you felt. Um, But do you have any tips for fellow internationally trained physios out there planning to sit the written exam? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I feel like it definitely, I do agree, it is definitely one of those exams where when you come out of it, you're not 100% sure. Um, in terms of how you feel what whether you you passed or you didn't pass, but I think that's just how it's designed typically with the exam because it's a multiple-choice exam obviously they're going to make certain questions a little bit more um, difficult to choose the proper answer so I think you really need to focus on the details uh, if you want to be certain about deciding between certain answers um, but I also think, um, yeah, I mean that that's probably one of the biggest things is just to be methodical about your approach when you are answering those questions on the exam, um, because there likely could be you know some type of process of elimina- elimination that can happen, and I think that was really helpful in me um, doing quite well on the on the written exam.
0: And I know during the exam, I found those tools really helpful, like the cross outline and the highlight tool. Did you use those in your exam?
1: I used it at times. Um, but I think, yeah, in general, like as long as I was able to, in my mind, set eliminate certain answers and then bring it down to two, that's generally how the more difficult questions worked is if I could work my steps backwards, um, based on the vignette or the scenario i think i was able to arrive at a at one answer out of the two and if not you know usually it tells you to pick the best answer and you just have to go with whatever you think is the best answer and so that's what i did i also think you know a lot of the time because some of those questions are difficult you might think of second guessing your original answer but i think it probably is better to go with what you originally chose because that's probably more likely based on the knowledge in your head that you studied off of as opposed to you second-guessing yourself and maybe picking another choice out of the however many choices you have in that question.
0: And leading up to the exam date, were you practicing many multiple-choice questions or were you particularly just reading material and trying to memorize things?
1: Um, I I think that in terms of practicing questions that's definitely something that I did more so of closer to the actual exam date I wanted to make sure that I had some kind of idea prior like much much before um, the actual exam so that I knew how I could actually structure my studying of the of the material so um, I did do one or two sample um, um, sets of questions um, that I was given through the UBC prep program Uh, and that kind of helped me understand what their expectations were of the exam so I definitely did do that throughout my two months of studying but I spent a lot more time on the material for the majority of the um, study time in my two months and then closer to the date that's when I really started to hone in on doing more questions so I got practice as to how I could kind of use my clinical reasoning to arrive at the right answer. So that's kind of what I did and I think um, UBC Prep uh, was good in helping me kind of understand those expectations.
2: So Lester, what's your thoughts on when you arrive at the exam site early and just standing in front of the exam site and having Everyone there kind of just waiting uh, because I know I think you you kind of walked away from it and um, Until the last minute before coming back uh, to the group. Uh, What were your thoughts Mm -hmm. on that?
1: I think they're like everyone kind of has a different strategy uh, When they arrive at the location where they have to take the exam for me, I think just being around people prior to the exam whether it's this exam or any other exam that's important I like to really kind of just maintain my composure um, and stay calm and cool and collected I don't like to be around others um, even if I know them and I'm close with them I like to kind of just stay in the zone uh, prior to actually performing on the exam that way I don't feel like I you know can get messed up by maybe um, something someone said or uh, I can, you know, I, I, I guess I can intuitively sense when someone is anxious or nervous around me. Uh, I think that's fairly easy for myself personally, and so I think being around that environment would not be beneficial for me in terms of performing for the exam, so that's why I chose to sort of kind of do my own thing prior to walking in. So I think that's that's a good tip for people is to just, if you like to talk to people, um, you know, and just help, that helps you calm yourself down, then that's great. Find someone that that's beneficial for as well. But I think if you're the type of person like me, who's probably a little bit more introverted, um, and likes to kind of be in their own thoughts, then I would say stay away from that and, and make sure you do well in the
2: exam.
0: And I know before any exam that I sit, I'd always listen to one of my favorite songs, like a pump-up song. I mentioned that in a previous episode. Do you have a pump-up song for yourself?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know if I have a specific pump-up song, but I definitely will listen to music to calm myself down. Um, I listen to a whole bunch of genres. So not, not anything specific, but... I'll listen to something on the way there. Um, yeah, I just do whatever I got to do to calm myself down.
2: Nice. <laughs> well, thanks, Lester, for your insight on the written exam and how you are preparing for it. Um, in our next episode, Lester's going to go through um, how he, he went with the practical component of the exam. So stay tuned for our next episode.
0: Good luck, guys.